listeners and welcome to a very special episode of Jaffa Takes. Tonight we're not going we're not watching any particular episode of the show, but we are going to explore hypotheticals of three potential alternate SG teams gathered together by a by a well, gathered by the people who who agreed to participate in this in this silly experiment of mine. <laughs> <clears throat> Joining me, we have Kawika. Hey. Simone. Hi. And Jimmy Dean. Hello. So, what we're doing today is I am rip I am ripping off defunct podcast Smash Fiction in their <laughs> surprise party format where we're going to assemble our own SG1 out of characters from other out of other properties. And we're going to put them through a gauntlet of ta- of challenges taken from the series. Uh, so, <laughs> Sounds good. So to start, we're going to have to assemble those teams. So let's and let's get those characters. The first character, the soldier, a maverick military field leader, largely skeptical of command and willing to skirt both the spirit and letter of orders. So they could do the right thing, but they remain committed to cause and or country. Kawika, who is yes. your soldier? My soldier is Black Dynamite. From Black Dynamite. <laughs> uh, he has a lot of experience, uh, what was serving in Vietnam. He does. He does. Uh-huh. He uh, He's a leader, but doesn't necessarily want to be. Uh experienced in uh military tactics uh and uh you know just uh uh generally uh well he's dynamite let's just uh we just say that simone who is your soldier my soldier is john wick from john wick uh, <laughs> he's the the scariest most deadly assassin in the world uh known to the various crime syndicates as baba yaga uh, a guy who when he once he's coming after you you've already lost you're dead he's just gonna kill you and everyone you you know uh so yeah don't 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 piss him off don't kill his dog or anything because you're gonna regret it that's john wick i can't i can't i can't think of anyone better suited to represent the idea of being uh dedicated to a cause to the bitter end than so, this guy so we're going with the assumption that within this within the fiction of your team that apophis mm-hmm. apophis killed killed his dog okay so <laughs> apophis is dead already like he doesn't even know it yet but he's he's just yeah there's no way he's gonna survive now uh, and Jimmy Dean, who's your soldier? Uh, my soldier is Elliot Spencer, Christian Kane's character from Leverage. Uh, he's, uh, at least in the confines of the show, he is an expert in every single weapon on the planet. <laughs> uh, he speaks multiple languages. Uh, he is, quote, a retrieval expert. So as opposed to John Wick, uh, Elliot Spencer is the best person in the planet on getting things. So if there's a thing <laughs> that you need, He's the best at getting it. Uh, he, uh, he works well in a team. He can quarterback the team if needed, uh, which has been shown in the, the series. So he's like 
a light mastermind as well if you suddenly need that. Uh, but yeah, it, he was the first one I chose. Out of the gate, I knew Elliot Spencer was on my team. I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty good pick. All right, and next we have the scholar, your archaeologist slash anthropologist slash sociologist slash historian slash general humanities expert. They are called upon to help the team communicate and understand the customs of the various peoples they meet on other worlds. Kawika, who is your scholar? Uh, I went with Friar Carl from Van Helsing. Uh, as shown in the film Van Helsing, uh, he helps Van Helsing <laughs> with uh, various tools and uh, uh, investigation into the uh, origins of Dracula uh, in a big library full of books and uh, magic uh, mosaics and uh, stuff like that. So I figured that, uh, you know, uh, he's got some good uh, education background behind him. And uh, he's a man of the people. Simone, who is your scholar? My scholar is Ted Logan from Bill and Ted. Uh, you might know that he, like, at first glance, you might say, scholar, isn't that guy like a, a, a stonehead loser teenager? Uh, no, he's traveled through time and defeated death. He's met several uh, <laughs> historical figures uh, <laughs> and came back to write a report about it for school uh, and got good grades for it. So uh, Ted Logan, uh, master of time and space, master of death, master of history, uh, he, he's the Daniel Jackson of my team easily also i think he's like the all, one of the few scholars we have out uh, on the those selected who have actually met aliens yeah yeah also that he saved the world with music or his daughter did or something yeah he's my guy and jimmy dean who's your scholar uh my scholar is flynn carson noah wiley's character from the librarian franchise uh He's the current librarian of the Metropolitan Secret Underground Library in which they handle everything. He's basically the field agent for the Illuminati. Uh, he has 22 academic degrees. Uh, four of those are PhDs. Uh, he knows Portuguese, Chinese, Russian, Latin, and Greek, and has a working knowledge of Arabic, Hebrew, Mayan, and Spanish. Uh, and he's big on Egyptian shit, so he can fill in Daniel Jackson's role. I mean, we, we've talked at length about how Daniel Jackson's not all that great <laughs> at his job anyway, so. <laughs> uh, just in terms of resume, I think Flynn Carson can fill in those gaps. Oh, I uh, think so. I, I will say Kavika and I's choices also do qualify because while they are the scholar, they also still fuck. And that seems like yes, a vital part of true. Daniel Jackson as well. <laughs> Yeah, well, Ted also fucks. He's you know <laughs> he has at least one. He does have a daughter. Yeah, he has a daughter. So they yeah okay sure. <laughs> and next is the scientist, a scientific genius who is well versed in many fields of study and equally qualified to identify and understand alien technology or cosmological phenomena. Kawika, who is your scientist? My scientist is Artemis Gordon uh, from the 1999 film Wild Wild West, uh, <laughs> as played uh, by, by Ke oh, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Mm -hmm. I had Kyle stick in my head because I saw yeah. the, the clip of Kyle uh, McLaughlin shooting that kid earlier. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Artemis Gordon is a—he's obviously very uh, technologically savvy. Uh, 
I think that if the film was not set in the Wild West, then he would have uh, a bit more uh, other science under his belt. Uh, but I think that he can adapt uh, to the to the 90s, uh, to hundred years in the future of the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Surely, that not that much has cha- that much has changed in the last century. He he's also a master of disguise. That is true. Yes, yes. that is he true. Dresses yes. as a woman. He's inv- he uses sandbags as boobs. One of the few things I remember about that movie. <laughs> he, <laughs> he it, also it, it, it's still it's filled with chickpea with chickpeas. Oh yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> he also disguises himself as a French Canadian fur trapper. Yeah. Oh and, right. And yes. As a president. Yep. <laughs> yes. Abraham Lincoln, I believe. Yeah. No. Uh, no. It no. wasn't. No. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Grant because it's, it's after Grant. the Civil it's, War. It's Grant. Okay. It's, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, right. It's okay, sorry. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Artemis, Artemis Gordon is, uh, is my choice. Hey, Simone, who is your scientist? My scientist is Neo from The Matrix, who, uh, <laughs> if you're going, wait, wait, is that a scientist? He's a hacker. That's, that's a science. Uh, in the world of The Matrix, that's the only science you need, considering the entire world is a computer simulation. Uh, and also, whenever he's in The Matrix, he's basically Goku, uh, which I think is a huge plus uh, in terms of usefulness to the team. Uh, I was thinking of Samantha Carter, who is also a... Uh, a good, like, uh, a fierce soldier in addition to being a scientist. And I thought, well, okay, okay, I can lean into that a little bit more and, like, justify that by saying, hey, he's a hacker. She hacks stuff sometimes, one of the many things that she does on the team. Uh, so that's a science. So there you go, Neo. Also, if you consider the sequels, he can just think at machines to do things. Yeah. Yeah, like in the in the in the Matrix uh, Resurrections, did they have good machines that they? I don't think they've even reprogrammed them. They've like freed them and are working with them and stuff. And he's yeah, and like he's kind of stuck in that world because that's a whole metaphor and everything. You should watch the Matrix Resurrections if you haven't by now. It's better than you think, but you might hate it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Anthony Dean, who's your scientist? Uh, my scientist is Professor Roy Hinckley, uh, Russell Johnson's character on uh, classic Gilligan's Island. Uh, I didn't know he had a name. Also <laughs> referred to as the Professor. The um, <laughs> he's, he's that is easily all I am the ever going to person. call him this whole thing. <laughs> he's the oldest character, I think, on any team. Um, <laughs> so I, I mentioned to Kavika, I had to make a rule for myself that I couldn't choose a character that... <laughs> qualified as the scholar scientist and soldier uh that felt too <laughs> strong so uh i couldn't do like macgyver or batman oh right or, um who's it uh from quantum leap uh uh samuel beckett right? yeah, beckett, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. and i couldn't uh, do and you said uh doc savage yeah <laughs> <laughs> All wildly too strong for this uh, premise. They don't need the other teammates. They're good on their own. Um, but uh, the the professor from Gilligan's Island, uh, Wikipedia tells me he has six degrees in chemistry, botany, biology, psychology, and geography. Uh, he got his PhD at the age of fifteen. Uh, and you know, mm-hmm. if Which if one? the team is stuck yeah. on uh, the other side of the Stargate. He can make them anything as long as there's bamboo and coconuts. So yeah, that's th- that's basically a MacGyver right there. Like the basically folded up inside the professor. Just just make anything out of bamboo and coconuts, and you're good to go. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey. That's my guy. And <clears throat> next, we have the alien, a warrior from another world who joins the team. They may not quite fit in with the Earth humans of the team, but they are committed to ending the reign of the Gavold across the galaxy. Kawika, who is your alien? Uh, for my alien, I could think of few better than Martok from Star Trek's Deep Space Nine. Uh, he is a Klingon general. Uh, he's, he's a great fighter. He's a great friend and supporter. Uh, he's still very Klingon, uh, but he, he is a, a uh, uh, always uh, there to, to give a helping hand uh, or a, a helping batleth, uh, whichever whichever case the situation may call for. And Simone, who is your alien? Uh, my alien is Klaatu from The Day the Earth Stood Still, <laughs> uh, specifically the 2008 remake of The, the Day the Earth Stood Still, uh, a movie I haven't seen, but... <laughs> <laughs> a quick Wikipedia uh, glance tells me that uh, he's an alien from, I don't know, I, I think Saturn or something uh, that can, like, revive dead people, uh, has sent out spheres that collect samples of stuff, uh, and, and can shapeshift, of course, because, you know, he takes a human form over the course of that movie. So uh, I thought, that that's good enough. Like, I, I that, that's a good spread of powers for an alien. I, it's got, got a kind of a Martian Manhunter kind of deal going on. And, you know, he cares a lot about Earth and, and about preserving uh, life on Earth. So uh, that's a good one to have. Uh, like, ideologically opposed to the Gould uh, is is the take out, the, 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 take, the take to take from this. Yeah. And Jimmy Dean, who is your alien? Uh, my alien is Seven of Nine from Star Trek Voyager. Uh, a, f <laughs> a former Borg drone who joins the crew of the Federation starship Voyager. Uh, she operates as an engineer, and she designed the astrometrics lab aboard the uh, Voyager. Uh, yeah. I, Kavika, I was originally really thinking of Odo. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did want to balance out my team gender-wise, at least attempt to. And also, Odo is an alien, but he's never lived with the enemy. Uh, and Seven of Nine has lived, so she's more like mm -hmm. uh, Teal'c than uh, Odo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I think, didn't she at one point do like a suplex on the rock? Uh, I believe yes. so. Yeah. That, so, yes. you know, she, sounds... she, she, a backup uh, soldier. She she has the Borg strength, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she's like Antifa on Star Trek Picard. She's like she's she's like Picard is not a great show, but I think Seven <laughs> of Nine, the way she's written on that show, is pretty good. She's one of I the characters so, yeah. that got off like better in that whole uh, mess of a show, honestly. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Our ne our next role is the base personnel. Not everyone goes out into the field. Some of the most important jobs at the SDC are those who remain on the base and assess and coordinate the actions for the field teams. Kawika, who is your base personnel? Uh, my base personnel is uh, represented by Dr. Heller uh, from Mystery Men, played by Tom Waits. Uh, it does uh, somewhat change the dynamic of, uh, of how the team operates, considering he only makes... Uh, non-lethal weapons. 
but uh, you know, he uh, makes a variety of them, uh, and uh, you know, like a uh, 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 clothes shrinking gun, a tornado in a can, uh, kind of thing. So you know, very effective still. Uh, but yeah, uh, in general, he doesn't. He he stays uh, back at home and uh, supports the team uh, with their with their stuff whenever they go out to the field. Simone, who is your base personnel? Uh, my base personnel is Dr. Julian Mercer from the 2003 romantic comedy Something's Gotta Give. Uh, you were he's really he... stretching your gimmick at this point. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was, but you know, he's gonna work. Uh, he, he's a doctor, so he can like uh, take the you know Doctor Fraser spot and uh, take care of of uh, the team's uh, medical needs and whatever. Uh, besides that, you know, he, he really likes theater and older women. Uh, so that's that's his whole deal, I guess. He's he's a little naive, a little uh, you know. Uh, yeah, he's a very he's he's pretty young and naive and like very uh, open and uh, trusting, maybe too but too trusting. Uh, but like, yeah, he he he's on the base. He's gonna take care of their boo boos and their owies, and that's what's important. Jimmy Dean, who is your base personnel? My base personnel is Alfred Pennyworth from the Batman franchise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's, he's not leaving A man the who needs no introduction. Yeah, uh, I, I don't uh -huh. know how much I need to go into. Uh, basically, Alfred does, like, field medicine. So he acts as an impromptu doctor. Uh, and then the, the internet tells me that lately in the comics, he's been basically portrayed as a pioneer, and he's mastered computer programming, electrical engineering, chemical engineering, yeah. mechanical engineering, <laughs> nanotechnology, and biotechnology. So, God. Uh, Alfred has some real power creep going yeah. on in the comics, honestly. <laughs> he's got a lot of time on his hands, you know? Uh, he, he has a lot of time. He's like Batman's butler. He's constantly taking care of everything Batman does, but he, he still has the time to become like a master of Krav Maga or whatever else he does, you know? I, I will tell you, when I thought of base personnel, because this took me a very long time, this specific category, I eventually just decided mm -hmm. on uh, Jeremy Irons in Batman v Superman. When he's at home, but okay. he's piloting the, the bat plane. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so if Jeremy Irons is, you know, being your oracle or whatever, sure. Yeah. And the final role is the Dumpus. Not everyone is cut out to be part of a secret military project exploring alien worlds and fighting mind-control snakes posing as Egyptian gods. The Dumpus does not bring in any useful skills, talents, or powers to the team. They exist just to make things worse for everyone else. You do not pick your own dumpus, but instead you inflict it upon the next person in sequence. Kawika, who is Simone's dumpus? Uh, Simone's dumpus is Sparky uh, from Speed Racer. Uh, so Sparky is on the team, uh, but he's shown to be absolutely ineffectual at anything besides telling speed racer that someone is coming up behind him uh he can't fight uh he's there to help pops work on the car uh and uh that's 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 it he, he doesn't know how to start the car when it's like shifted out of 
uh, gear or whatever. He, he's just there to be like, speed, you got someone coming up from behind you. And that's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> Simone, who is Jimmy Dean's dumpus? Uh, Jimmy Dean's... Jim and Dean's Dumpus is gonna, I guess, not not ruin his extremely overpowered team uh, much more than, <laughs> than than the other Dumpus might because it's Johnny Mnemonic, uh, who's a guy who had brain damage. He had like his childhood childhood memories uh, removed from his brain in order to insert uh, like digital storage to the incredible capacity of one entire gigabyte uh so it's a good trade-off there buddy um besides that yeah he's like he he's a mercenary or uh, a, a runner or some kind of cyberpunk guy i don't remember his whole deal uh it's a bad movie uh he ends up like c- commuting Whoa. yeah no i'm sorry i'm gonna put my foot down john newton monica is a bad movie uh Whoa. <laughs> he ends up i think like commuting with a dolphin at some point to figure out a password to a thing that turns out to be three, three pictures i don't I don't remember all of it. It's been a long time. Uh, but yeah, a, a guy with brain damage and uh, a, a small SD card, a tiny SD card's amount of uh, digital storage in his brain is your guy. We uh, we initially got uh, access to take a look at everyone's uh, team like they'd put together. Uh, <laughs> I, I, for a moment, considered that uh, Bill from Bill and Ted or whatever Keanu's character was your choice for the dumpus like i could not conceive uh-huh. of of you considering johnny to be like a less competent addition to my team <laughs> listen i had a theme i had to stick through it it's hard to find a keanu role where he is not awesome uh but at least i picked a bad movie uh, as i said i'm go- i'm going to keep having this opinion no matter what you have to say about it <laughs> Jimmy Dean, who is Kawika's dumpus? Uh, well, Kawika really lucked out. Uh, <laughs> Kawika gets Bud, the squirrel, Macintosh, Polly Shore's slacker character from Biodome. Uh, I'm going to that it was always going to be a Polly Shore character. It just felt like Biodome was the closest analog to the Stargate initiative. And that uh, his character from that could conceivably make it into the station somehow and get stuck there. Uh, but yes, uh, Kamika, you're going to have to deal with Polly Shore, uh, you know, the weasel, uh, doing whatever he wants. The, yeah. Uh, and messing up all the Stargate plans. Oh, my God. You won't, you won't be able to build anything or do, do any experiments. I mean, you, could, you could probably have him build a bong. He could probably do that. Uh oh! Looks like one of your team members has touched a weird alien mirror and got shunted one universe to the left. Everyone, please roll one one six-sided die. Oh, I I need to get a die. Be right back. Or or just enter it into Google. It could do Google can do that. I have a five. I All have right. also a five. Uh. Well, I'm uh, I'm out of all d6s. Astounding. All right, I'll put it into the computer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I could have done that. (laughs) Yeah, I said that like just as you were walking away. To be fair, I I knew where my dice were, so it was like literally a matter of running there and getting it. But Uh, I got a five. Oh wow! (laughs) 
Okay, so it looks like everyone is just changing their base personnel. They managed to get the they managed to get the mirror all the way back to the SGC before fucking it up this time. Let me understand this: Kabika gets Alfred, and I get uh, Milf Hunter Keanu Reeves. Yes, <laughs> yes. You need. I needed a boost, and you needed a nurse. That's what needed. To happen. Yeah, that's what happened. It's more balanced this way. Suddenly, halfway into. I have to read what the what the hell Doctor Howard does now. Season, the entire dynamic of oh my, my TV show changes, in which every character now like is just trying to hit on this new doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so like i said dr heller only makes non-lethal weapons <laughs> that's good that can still be so, useful listen anything can be a lethal weapon in john wick's hands so i'm, I'm good with it <laughs> all right um Kawika, please run down your team for us all right so now i have a team consisting of our leader and soldier, Black Dynamite, uh, with his scholar, Friar Carl, scientist, Artemis Gordon, alien, Martok, uh, with the base person being supported in the background by Alfred Pennyworth, <laughs> and uh, having an albatross around the neck of uh, Bud Squirrel McIntosh. <laughs> Simone, please run down your team. Yeah, uh, so the team leader and soldier is John Wick. Oh, shit. Uh, Ac- sorry? Actually, we need to go back. I did this. I did the transfer backwards. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I've, it oh, goes, I yeah, up with Alfred. It should go the opposite way. Yeah. Simone, yes. Simone <laughs> yes. <with> Alfred. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm overpowered. I, I'm the one who got the power creep. Now, now, who am I getting? Right, Tom Waits. Uh, I'll run down my team while this is going on. N- now, who Sorry. am I getting? J- uh, Tom Waits. <laughs> You're getting, uh, getting Tom Waits. Yes. Take Tom yeah. Waits out of my team. Hell yeah! <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so, sorry, so I have and... a I have a dude that's that's constantly smoking weed, and then the base personnel <laughs> that all that all. <laughs> from Kam Keanu, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, uh. This, this turned out pretty well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my team now consists of John Wick, uh, Baba Yaga, Ted Logan, who has met Abraham Lincoln, uh, Neo from The Matrix, Klaatu, an alien that does stuff, Alfred Pennyworth, a uh, man of every talent in the world, and Sparky from Speed Racer as the Dumpus, an uh, auto mechanic that is almost completely useless. And JD, what can you uh, run down your team? My team soldier is Elliot Spencer from Leverage. Our scholar is Flynn Carson from the Librarians franchise. Uh, our scientist is the Professor too, from Gilligan's Island. Our alien is Seven of Nine from Star Trek Voyager. My base personnel is Dr. Heller, a.k.a. Tom Waits uh, from Mystery Men. Uh, a man who <laughs> is hitting on age-appropriate women. Uh, pretty happy for that change. And my dumpus is Johnny Mononic, uh, the man who can hold a single gig in his head. <laughs> All right, with our teams assembled, we head into our we head into our set of challenges. Challenge number one: 
The Enemy Within. <laughs> returning from your fir- returning from your first official mission of the SDC, <clears throat> Major Kowalski, the leader of SG2, has started acting strange. It seems he has been infected with a ga- with a Gaold symbiote. The experimental surgery to remove it has failed, as have attempts to contain him. He's now armed the base's self-destruct and is dialing the gate to escape with all of Kowalski's knowledge of Earth and the SDC. Kawika, pick a character from your team and tell us how they're going to stop how they are going to stop Kowalski. Uh Man. I don't know if I want to go fast with this or uh Let's see, so if the alien is in control, let's see, yeah, so the Goa'uld's in control, uh, I think, I think I'm gonna go ahead, and I'm gonna go just, we're just gonna straight go right to Black Dynamite on this, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, I think he does some kung fu on him. Just, just beats, just he just he just he does the, be, just beats him up. <laughs> yep, he just does the kung chops. fu on him. Yeah, okay. Uh, disables him. You right, know, right on the gold. Uh, uh, I think I think it would shake out more or less the same. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, we're talking about a man. We're man. We're, we're talking about a man that fought uh, uh, President Richard Nixon to a standstill. You know, uh, this legendary combat powerhouse, Richard Nixon. Uh, he had, he he brought the nunchucks out. You gotta. I'm you imagining gotta the Gould enters the uh, room and Black Dynamite's <laughs> waiting for him, and then the Gould has its head cut off because you know Black Dynamite threw that shit before you came in. That's right. That's correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, uh yeah. Black Dynamite uh, either uh, either uh, 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 does the same thing, beats him up, uh, throws him. He probably throws him. Through an opening Stargate, because uh, that would that would be more uh, more uh, cinematic, and I think more appropriate to the uh, uh, to the theme of Black Dynamite. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what we're going with. All right, Simone. Who, All right, uh, who do you send to get after Kowalski? I'm gonna get rid of the guy I don't know what to do with. Uh, Klaatu is <laughs> in the gate room. Uh, he wrestles Kowalski as he's trying to escape through the gate. He holds his head in the Stargate and like cuts it off, and like then the gold like falls out and deflates like we saw. And then Klaatu, one of the few things I know about him, he has the power to bring people back to life. So whoops, he just <laughs> brings Kowalski back to life, and everything is fine actually. He, like episode improved, he just like saved everything, and everyone's happy now. <laughs> happy ending. All right, JD, <laughs> who do you send after Kowalski? Okay. All right, so Flynn Carson's mom is in the gate room, which means Dr. Heller is in the gate room hitting on her. <laughs> uh, when he hears all of this go down, he, he figures out what's happening, but thankfully he has his clothing shrinking ray, <laughs> and he just shoots uh, the Gould uh, possessing his former teammate, and the guy can't even walk anymore. He's, he's completely just stopped. He, he cannot. He's immobilized, and the uh, the issue is solved. All right, I'm just going to shut down my scores. Oh, didn't know we were getting graded for this. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. At the end of this, there will be a winner. Oh, nice. 
So like the characters we just used are spent, right? That's the idea. Uh, yes. They, okay. There are there are going to be six regular challenges. Each character can do one of those, and then a seventh okay. challenge where every where you have to use all of them. Great. Awesome. All right. Challenge two: the Baroka Divide. The team visits a world <laughs> where a terrible disease has just driven ha- driven the society to split in two. Upon returning to the base, you have found that everyone has been in fact everyone has been infected, and are slowly de- are slowly devolving into cavemen. How do they un- how do you undo the infection and stop the spread before it gets into the general population? Simone, you're going first this round. How do you um, stop? <laughs> uh, maybe this is where I get rid of Sparky. Uh, <laughs> hang on, how? Because Sparky is like useless. Maybe he's the one that has allergies, and he figures it out that he's taking his his uh, reactant or whatever it is, and uh, his Claritin, and um, and it goes, "Hey, I'm not a caveman." Look out behind you! There's a caveman speed or whatever, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's how they figured out from there. Like the, 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 that's the breakthrough they needed, finding out that he's the only person on the base immune to it somehow. Uh, yeah, so Sparky is the guy I'm gonna spend here. To keep, keep my big guns for later, I guess. KD, who <clears throat> who solves the caveman virus? Uh, I have an important clarifying question. The, yes. the caveman virus that affected their brains, right? Yep. Yes, but okay. you're but you're effectively the writer of the episode. You can resolve it however you see fit. Through <laughs> okay. your character's okay. strength. I mean, just, it, it it seems like it it affected their brains. Luckily, one member of my team removed <laughs> portion of his brain <laughs> to replace it with a mini computer. Uh, John Monomic is going to solve this issue. Uh, he is going to be immune from the disease, so he's going to actually be able to one. He's going to be the one who can interact with everyone who, who is becoming a caveman. Uh, he's going to be the point person, and uh, let's just say he's downloaded a gig of WebMD in his brain. <laughs> oh, oh. I love it. It's great. Enkuika, how do you deal with the caveman virus? Uh, you know what? Funnily enough, I am also going to use my dumpus. <laughs> uh, the squirrel! Oh, oh, Bud McIntosh, the squirrel, is so smoked out <laughs> that the virus is not able to, to properly uh, attach to his brain. And because he smokes all the time, uh, he's causing some base personnel uh, to have allergies. Uh, to, you know, to his, uh, to his constant haze. Uh, and because that particular, uh, person is taking, you know, their Claritin, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that's, that's the, that's the solution. That's where they go, oh, that could be it. And so probably he, he just ends up, you know, slapping a whole bunch of Claritin patches on somebody. Uh, but you know, that's the nature of... Kavika, I thought you were going to propose that uh, Polly Shore just hotboxed with a caveman in a room, and that somehow solved it. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was almost going to, but I was like, you know, we got, we got you got to work that 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 angle in there. <laughs> All right, next one, the Knox. While pursuing rumors of an invisible alien creatures, 
The team is killed by Apophis and his personal guards. Fortunately, they are brought back to life by some friendly forest dwellers called the Nox. Less fortunately, they also brought back Apophis' first, first prime and took the team's weapons. How do they stop the shackle from revealing the Nox to his, to his master without their weapons? And can they get the Nox to share their secrets of their, ma of their seemingly magic healing technology? JD, who is dealing with the Nox? Uh, with the Nox, I'm going to say Flynn Carson. Uh, he, he's the most, like, but besides the professor, who's pretty altruistic, but I'm saving him. Uh, Flynn Carson is pretty amiable. <laughs> Uh, he's generally seen as a good guy, and I think the Nox would sense that in him. Uh, he doesn't really have any ulterior motives or violent motives. Uh, so, I just imagine he would probably suss out, like, the most moralistic, uh, approach, which the Nox would agree on and, uh, assist him. He's basically gonna follow his heart. Follow his heart. That's how he solves the day in the first librarian movie. <laughs> Solve. He follows his heart. Wait, movie? I thought this was a series. It it was a series of made-for-TV movies, and then it became a oh. TV series. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I saw the first movie. It was actually really good. I never got around to watching the rest of it. That's what I've heard. I just never, also never got around to it. All right, Kuika, who, who are you sending to deal with the Nox? Oh, uh, so... Man, I really don't think... Ah! Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! No, that won't work, I don't think. Uh, I'm honestly gonna... I think we're gonna end in the same spot uh, where the Nox give us nothing. However, Shackle is dead because he and Martok <laughs> had a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Shackle... The, the problem with Shackle telling... Uh, uh, um, Apophis, that things, uh, that that it was the Nox and not the yeah that that doesn't happen. Uh, he's he's dead. Uh, in a place that they can't find. I don't know. Maybe they find him and bring him back again. Who knows? All right, Simone, who do you send to deal with the Nox? Uh, I think that's a job for Ted. Uh, he goes well to, <laughs> to deal with the gold specifically. Uh, the look, being weapon weaponless as they are, uh, the, the 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 person who is uh, still the most equipped to deal with the threat here is Ted, who ambushes Apophis, wedges him, uh, and then like uh, <laughs> when it gets comes down to it, just challenges him to a bunch of board games. Uh, Apophis, of course, uh, notoriously terrible at battleship, so uh, unable to <laughs> corner Ted's uh, brilliant strategy of bunching all the ships together in one corner of the board. Uh, but Ted wins easily uh, uh, against Apophis's too overconfident uh, strategy of uh, having a bunch of like capital ships uh, show up right in the middle of the board to threaten the enemy into submission. Uh, but Ted saw right through that because, you know, he, he's, a, he's a savant, as we all know. Uh, so there you go. That's how Ted solves it. Uh, the Nox, impressed with how Ted managed, managed to resolve the conflict without the use of violence, uh, pledged their fealty and alliance to Earth and offer all their technology to Earth, who promptly uh, annihilate the ghoul threat of the galaxy. And, uh, yeah, roll credits. <clears throat> you know, if an arrow is slow enough to get through that, to the energy shield, then definitely a wedgie would be. 
<laughs> yeah, there, there you go. It's it's foolproof. It would get through right through. All right, <clears throat> and the next challenge, which I see, two of the teams have a distinct disadvantage in Hathor. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, I'm so good with that. All right. Alright, the the Gawold Hathor, wife and daughter of Ra, has been unearthed in Mexico and made her way to the Stargate. She has brainwashed all the men of the SGC into being her slaves and intends to conquer the Earth in Ra's absence. How do they, how do you overcome the brainwashing and stop her perplexingly sexual but very unsexy reign? (laughs) Okay, I can can kind of see the problem with my team now. Alright, we're back to Kawika going first. Uh, I'm gonna... I, I think uh, we're gonna have to Rube Goldberg this one a bit. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give this to uh, Dr. Julian Mercer being so hard up on MILFs. <laughs> uh, you would think... I, I don't know if I'd that, send him specifically against the lady who makes men horny, but go ahead. That, uh, that, I want to hear uh, this... He, uh, he's he's actually he's actually too horny. He's uh, he, she it, it it turns her off, uh, you know, because it seems like she's she's one for wanting wanting a bit of the bit of the chase, a bit of the bit of the brainwashing. But he doesn't need to be, uh, and uh, and she doesn't care for it, uh, and so she just and doesn't. Oh, she escapes. No, yeah, she escapes at the end anyway. Yeah, so yeah, she, she just escapes. leaves. Yeah, so she just leaves. <clears throat> same <laughs> episodes. Episodes. Uh, uh, same. Same length. Forty-four minutes. Uh, but much, much more awkward. Uh, that's he's, that's you an know, accomplishment. He's uh, he's constantly uh, so he's he's not given any uh, 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 because because he's already into her. He doesn't need the brainwashing. So he's still doing his job of keeping her in the room, but he's constantly soliciting her. Uh, <laughs> until she's just had enough and wants to go. S- Simone, who is uh, going to deal with Hathor? <clears throat> All right, um, I'm going to say John Wick um, walks into a baseball memorabilia store, uh, <laughs> slides a coin across the counter, and says, "Give me the strongest stuff you have." And the the the, the guy like takes out uh, a ball and a glove and some cards and says, "No." No, the other stuff. And then the guy presses the button under the counter. Everything flips around. Uh, and then you have, like, the rarest stuff possible, like uh, some, some collector's uh, Babe Ruth rookie cards and whatever, like price, priceless stuff. Uh, steroids, the actual steroids that the, the baseball players use, that's there. Uh, and everything. And then John Wick goes, all right, I'm good. Uh, walks back to the SGC, now thinking about nothing but baseball, shoots Hathor between the eyes <laughs> and <laughs> deals with the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Literally thinking of baseball. Yes, I love yeah. it. Yeah. JD, how do you deal with Hassel? So, I, I do have a female member on my team, but that would be a trap because I believe Picard has established that Seven of Nine is into gals. Kavika, is that. Oh, yeah. She, she, seven is gay. That's, uh, she, that's canon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah seven, seven is in a. Uh, so, I'm going to avoid that yeah. trap. Uh, instead, uh, you may not 
be aware of this. I was not until I did my research. Uh, the professor on Gilligan's Island is portrayed uh, effectively as asexual. Uh, he's only yes, into somebody I've heard that. if they're smart. So he's like maybe a pure sapiosexual. Uh, but th- there's a uh-huh. running gag in Gilligan's Island that he just refuses <laughs> to pay attention to women uh, unless they are like talking academically to him. So uh, he is completely immune to Hathor because Hathor did not seem particularly academic. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> while he's pretending to be uh, entranced, he's actually going to make some grenades out of some coconuts and free the rest of uh, my team. <laughs> Where is he getting coconuts in Colorado? <laughs> They sell them at the store. At the grocery store, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this would be a doozy, but damn. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and Core I, one of your team has been accused of heinous crimes on another world and put into a kangaroo court where the accuser is judge, jury, and possibly executioner. How do they plead their case and return to Earth? Also, what crimes did what crimes were they being accused of? Because you don't have a teal who is necessarily here to to have done mur- done murder. Oh, before. I do. <laughs> so you do. Has right. murder. Se- Seven of Nine has some dark shit in his in their past for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty this sure is, this is more of a Seven plot seven at some point. Nine. Yeah, yeah, sounds like like it. Yeah. Anyway, Simone, you're first. All right. I feel like Alfred is the one who's on trial, obviously, because, you know, he was in <laughs> special forces and everything. He's done some war crimes in Vietnam or whatever it was, uh, in, like the Falkland Islands, I guess, because he's British. Um, <clears throat> so uh, how does he get out of this? Uh, without revealing that he's butler to Batman, which is a secret he's sworn to take to his grave, um, Alfred uh, makes a... Comp- uh, uh, a heartwarming plea. Y- you know how whenever you have like, uh, think of Michael Caine as Alfred here. Uh, you know when he's all like teary eyed and stuff. He says, I, "You know, I've always been." Like, I can't do Michael Caine. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was always the one to pick you up and whatever. So he put he puts on the the waterworks to like really wow those medieval Karai people. Um, to, to really make them reconsider that, make, make them think like, you know, some people just want to watch the world burn. Uh, and I, I, I've, I've made good on it. I've, I've, I deal with my past every day and I have to, uh, I, I know I'll have to make amends for it, but I can make amends better if you let me out and help you. And, and then when the ghouls attack, uh, Alfred just whips out the fucking Krav Maga and uh, breaks the Jafar's <laughs> legs by, with a kick to the, the, to the shin and everything and just completely takes out, takes out an entire squadron of them barehanded uh with uh with a bandana tied around his forehead uh because like he he flips all the way into badass alfred as uh the aforementioned power creep from the comics uh says alfred can do basically he he could be batman basically is is the thing about alfred so he he just does that and it's no problem and then they forgive him after they see he's he's done that JD. Uh, I'm using seven of nine here. Who has been accused of crimes and what uh, are they? Seven of nine <laughs> yep. is on trial for, I don't know, some crime that the Borg did when she was formerly part of the Borg. Um, <laughs> the, the crime of assimilation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
we know from that episode that the trial is a sham because it ultimately comes down to what is the wrong mm-hmm. party think should happen. Uh, so Seven of Nine doesn't recognize mm-hmm. what she did as being wrong because she didn't have a choice. Uh, she was literally mind controlled. Uh, she presents her case logically. And then when uh, the ghouls show up, uh, she does some double suplexes and drops them like the rock. <laughs> <laughs> And Kawika. Uh, I feel like maybe it would, uh, I think Fur Carl probably fits into this, uh, seeing as, uh, uh, he's, uh, kind of a rank and file part of <laughs> the Vatican. <laughs> uh, right, he's like, he's like an Alfred, but who works for the Pope is the thing about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who works for the secret monster uh, 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 and heretic killing uh, squad of, of, of the Vatican. Uh, so, you know, he he's probably was involved in some uh, less than humane uh, activities back in the day. Uh, from, Kavika, I don't from know, the probably outside, the... Van Helsing is depicted as a serial murderer across Europe. <laughs> if the friar is his sidekick, <laughs> of course he's going to get arrested. <laughs> right. I am right, wondering. How, the... I'm still, still a little wondering how the Catholic Church and MI MI six are doing war crimes in space, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know we, we get there somehow. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, he he fumbly uh, defends himself with the fact that he was probably young and uh, just uh, an initiate. Uh, and uh, when they get attacked by uh, the the Jaffa, uh, uh, as as we've seen, he always keeps that thing on him, uh, and so he blows them up. Uh, with the with a overpowered grenade, because they're also vampires. I don't. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right. That's the other thing is that Van Helsing specifically targeted aristocrats in like nineteenth century Europe. Like you would think he would have a rap sheet a mile long just based on how he's like seems to be tracking down every noble out there and putting a stake through their hearts. <clears throat> <clears throat> and next challenge, Solitudes. Return, returning through the gate under enemy fire, one member of the team emerges not in the safety of the SDC, but a frozen <coughs> waste. Injured and alone, how do they survive long enough for the folks at the base to figure out that they're actually in Antarctica? Simone, you're, you're first. How does, how does Neo survive in Antarctica? I mean... Neo is the one. Uh, this is this is the Matrix's Antarctica, by the way, because I'm, I'm shit out of luck if it's not. Um, but uh, he he can see the code. He can see he's still on Earth, and nothing nothing is as it seems, and uh, all will be revealed. And uh, know yourself, and uh, 
everything that has a beginning it has an end and other matrix lines um, and he goes okay I can see the code I can see we're on earth this is dumb he just grabs uh, Carter or I guess that's uh, that's himself because he's Carter he, he grabs John Wick who's O'Neill um, Oh, and, no, this, uh, this, this specific version of Solitude, he, he went through by himself. Okay, yeah, no, he doesn't need to <laughs> grab anyone then. He just, like, flies right out of the, the frozen wastes and flies back to Col Colorado and goes, yo, uh, as we've seen in The Matrix Reloaded, uh, it's really no big deal to just fly from another country back to the city at a moment's notice and save all his friends if needed. So I feel like Neo has really has Solitude's unlock. Like, it's not, it doesn't even begin to be a problem. Uh, episode solved in under a minute <laughs> then they have a second stargate that they found there jd how does elliot spencer survive the antarctic uh he survives it because he is well accustomed to harsh uh cold uh climates i'm mainly just citing the the one episode the long way down job from leverage in which they have to climb a frozen mountain uh so yeah, he's just familiar with that terrain. Uh, he's able to hunt anything he needs to. He's just a well-rounded, knowledgeable guy. Uh, you can also say, I don't know, he went hiking because he grew up in the country. I don't know. It's Elliot Spencer. He, he figures it out. And Kawika, how does Artemis Gordon survive Antarctica? Uh, Artemis Gordon, uh, at the very least, has one small auxiliary toolkit on him in his pocket otherwise his entire uh attire hmm, uh is completely filled with dozens of gadgets that do all sorts of things uh and one of them uh, would probably be a compass uh a portable stove probably some field rations uh a radio uh so i don't know i think he'd do pretty good i think he'd uh, figure out once the gate wasn't able to work wouldn't 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 enable i think that he would uh he would try dialing like the alpha site uh and then just go to the alpha site uh and and then discovered that they were actually i don't know i, I actually don't know if they would even discover that they were on earth <laughs> But uh, but yeah, uh, I I think I think he'd uh, I think he'd figure it out. He's uh, he's got time and tools. <clears throat> well, your teams have all done have all done very well for themselves, and we're heading in, and we are heading into the we are heading into the final challenge within the serpent's grasp. <laughs> also the also the I I forgot to look up what the name of. Part two is in the in the season. The the season serpent's two. lair. The serpent's lair. The serpent's lair. It's yep. we're, we're also co combining it that you you gotta deal with you gotta deal with what you, the hypothetical of that too. All right, let's not let's not spoil the serpent's lair for everyone. Like the, the three of us that yeah. know what happened in that. Okay. <laughs> the, the government has shut down the Stargate program, but your traded team member has the gate address that they believe to be central. To be a central world from which Apophis will launch his inevitable attack on Earth. Yeah, you thought the mirror thing was just a cute little joke at the start. No, it was central to my entire pro my entire pro process. <laughs> your your team defies orders and goes to that address to find a ship that promptly hyper jumps towards Earth. 
You are the only thing between Earth and total invasion. There is no hope of reinforcements. How do you sur- how do you survive on the ship <clears throat> on the ship and how do you stop it from in from taking out from destroying the earth once it get once it gets there? Uh, oh. Uh Jimmy Dean. Well, Johnny Mnemonic put it in his brain uh, when he went through that mirror. Uh, so he's got it stored in his cranium somewhere. Uh, it doesn't take up quite a gig of space, but uh, it's in there. Uh, he warns the team. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dr. Heller has stayed back home at base and he's prevented anybody from getting to the Stargate uh, because he just keeps chucking tornadoes in a can. At anybody that tries to come down the hallway. Meanwhile, on the alien spaceship, uh, the professor is again constructing uh, bombs and grenades out of uh, coconut and bamboo. Uh, anywhere the professor goes, he finds <laughs> coconut and bamboo. Uh, <laughs> that's that's weird that that would be on a spaceship. It's uh, really dispensing credibility, seven but go off. <laughs> it's like input command. She's an engineer. Uh, she's probably familiar with a spaceship. Uh, so she's familiar with the, the general apparatus of it. Um, let's see. Uh, and then Elliot Spencer, uh, is just going to kill a lot of people. And seven of nine is also going to kill a lot of people. And Flynn Carson's going to run around and try to find a a pacifist solution, uh, because he follows his heart. Uh, I don't know how successful Flynn Carson will be on that. Uh, But I'm sure Elliot Spencer shoots uh, the alien uh, leader in the leg as opposed to right in the torso. Uh, I I think we we walk away with both uh, of those people alive as opposed to how the Stargate season finale concluded. All right. Koika, how does your your team deal with their precarious situation? So uh, finding finding out that he's, uh, he's losing a stable job, uh, Bud McIntosh, the squirrel, uh, hot boxes the entire SGC, uh, while, uh, our main, our, our main, uh, SG1 team, uh, Black Dynamite, Friar Carl, Artemis Gordon, and Martok go to the, uh, la- go to, go to the address. Uh, uh, <laughs> they... Uh, they discover it's a ship, and they just start start fighting. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Martok, uh, who has uh, uh, has his batleth, and uh, uh, you know all the uh, all the gumption that uh, a double set of organs can give you, uh, and uh, Black Dynamite, who's trained in all sorts of CIA tactics and uh, never misses a day of kung fu. Uh, uh, you know, they hole up in a room and uh, fight while uh, Carl and Artemis figure out how a spaceship works, <laughs> uh, which I think they can do. Uh, you're, you're, you're two, you're two men from centuries in the past are going to figure out the spaceship and not the Klingon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, that's a Klingon warrior, not a Klingon engineer. Uh, and uh, yeah, old old Doc Mercer, I think, is uh, he, yeah. I mean, he's just stoned along with the rest of the SGC. Doesn't have much to do. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 
I think that once they once they discover that there's another ship and they take it over, they shoot that ship, and then they land uh, the regular ship uh, on top of uh, of uh, Cheyenne Mountain, and now uh, the USA has uh, a Goa'uld cruiser. Very good. And uh, and now we're now we're going to to start colonizing uh, the galaxy ourselves. Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> Simone, That's always where it was do? heading. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. All right, Simone, your turn. All right. How are uh, you dealing with this? First of all, John Wick finds us that. Uh, uh, you know what happens with that? He shoots every <laughs> Jaffa he sees before they have a chance to react twice. Uh, three times even to disintegrate them because that's way more uh, efficient that way. Get, gets rid of the, of the bodies. Uh, he's just an absolute killing machine aboard this ship. Uh, gets rid of an entire garrison of unseen Jaffa on the show due to budgets, but like the the, the no doubt thousands of them that are on this ship are just uh, a fine mist uh, splattering the walls of the <laughs> ship. Um, <clears throat> You have who else? Uh, okay, uh, Alfred is. Uh, he's not on Earth because they're cut off from radio signal, and he wouldn't be very useful there. Uh, so uh, no, wait, no. He, Alfred is back on Earth, and he's coordinating the 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 response. I guess he's uh, dispatching everyone to the Alpha site. He's like got government contacts. He manages to get a hold of the president on this plane and whatever, and he's always like, he always seems to be in everyone's ear and uh, gives them like uh, tips on, on, on everything on how to escape. Uh, even though like, I guess the gold aren't really uh, invading Earth, but he's there to be ready for that. Um, so, uh, uh, Klaatu is just there. I don't. I, I guess he's he's not very he's not very happy that uh, Earth is being attacked by other aliens. So he wants to fight with them, but he's a pacifist, I think. Uh, so he's like, whatever. He's just uh, staring disapprovingly. Um, uh, so uh, as they're about ready to seize uh, the bridge of the ship they're on. Uh, Ted uh, runs forward and like, but before uh, like, say Corel can grab him. Sparky is there and says, "Look out, Ted, behind you!" Uh, and Ted manages to <laughs> swiftly dodge the 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 the, the Corel's grasp. It doesn't get caught in his torture device. Uh, let's say Klaatu is there and he like holds uh, Chlorel prisoner so that they can bring him back. Uh, and then Neo. As a hacker hacks the the, the, the ship's console, uh, manages to shut down the ship's shields, um, and hacks into the other ship too. While we're at it, because he can just do that, he's the one after all. Um, <laughs> so he just disables both ships' shields, uh, turns the guns against each other. Uh, they and then Alfred, yeah, Alfred, uh, who's back home, uh, even though he's been out of communication with everyone, manages to send a ship out to get everyone. Uh, home safe uh a ship with rings that they can transport into no problem uh he he's there he saved everyone uh so everyone gets out of there alive and they brought Clarell back with them without even needing to shoot everyone except thousands of Jaffa which is what John Wick has been doing this entire time 
Oh yeah, and Ted, uh, Ted, while he's in control of the ship, uh, broadcasts his message to all of Earth and says, uh, "Dudes, uh, peace and love, and listen to music and everything." And he plays like he hooks up his guitar, plays a song, and this day is forevermore known as Ted Day for the day that Ted t- like played a song for everyone there uh, from aboard a spaceship. <clears throat> All right, I am going to go and compile my compile my scores. Um, riff on each riff on each other's creative decisions for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I I'll ju- I'd just like to say thanks for uh, putting Alfred on my team and getting me, me ridding <laughs> me of uh, that doctor Keanu. <laughs> uh, I got I got no idea what to do with this. Yeah, guy. I'm sorry. Uh, like I I don't know. If I've ever seen something's got to give, and if I have, uh-huh. it either did not make an impression on I, me. He's not even like he's like the fourth lead of that movie. Even he's not even like the main character of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I got I got nothing on that dude. Yeah. Like personality wise, uh, yeah, skill set. I, I have to confess, this started with me in the shower going, you know, I should like to make a really <laughs> overpowered team. I should have John Wick and Neo on my team. And then I went, wait a second, I could just have an Al Keanu team. That would be really funny. And I just went off from there and had to really stretch. Uh, and yeah, I would have liked to get like Johnny Utah and Guy from Speed on there too, but it's hard to find uh, roles for them like <laughs> based on the roles that we were prescribed to fill. I, I kept waiting sure, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Uh, you to cite the character from Chain Reaction, Keanu's like another hacker performance, oh, I, basically. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that movie at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty happy to go. I don't think John I've Wade. ever seen Chain uh, Reaction. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I uh, I uh, I was able to effectively uh, use Polly Shore there. I'm I'm not yeah. too disappointed. <laughs> that that Polly the, the... Shore, he's just too strong. He's too effective. Yeah, he's 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 too, yeah. yeah. The power of getting high is just too 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 powerful for this <laughs> yeah. game. It was very useful. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> All right. <sighs> I see my points on the sheet. I have no idea what that means, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I see them as well. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I've also never seen The Day the Earth Stood Still, the 2008. Who has? I never, yeah. The only thing I remember yeah, I ever hearing it. about it is that it's terrible, and they chose to remake a notoriously terrible sci-fi movie, and then, like, they... Didn't like I I don't know what they tried to do with it. It just like no one liked it anyway. So, good job there, two thousand eight people. <laughs> yeah, like I remember the the old one. But wait, so he's right. What's the robot's name? Uh, or is, uh, is he yeah, the robot? So, okay, this is based on me skimming Wikipedia. I believe the robot is Gort. Uh, he's the like yeah. he's the bad guy. He's like yeah, from yeah, the yeah, same yeah, yeah. race as Klaatu, and he wants to destroy humans to save the Earth. And Klaatu isn't into that, so he, you know, he wants to defend the Earth. I think that's what it is. Yeah, because I don't remember if that's the same way that the original was. All I remember from that one was that it was just like, ah. I know Keanu wasn't in the original. That's the main. That's the main main point no. of contention about it. I have ri- <clears throat> I have arisen from my sarcophagus with the final scores. Woo-hoo. 
<laughs> so in third place we have JD with thirteen. I riot. How dare you? <laughs> in second place we got Simone with sixteen. I think that that's three better. I feel proud of myself. And Kawiko in first place with eighteen points. <laughs> yeah, that's because of the squirrel, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Saved on, by the just, squirrel. Uh, let's see, you won, ser- you won serpent's grasp, and where did you use squirrel? You used that in Bar- Baroka. Uh, uh, yeah, Baroka divide. <laughs> <laughs> you got se- you got second place with the squ- with the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, Simone's scores were vi- Simone and JD were very swingy. You either were you either mostly won or uh-huh. you either won or lost, and we could just consistently held second place yeah. and managed to still that, managed that's, to end. That's, that's a good that I feel like that's consistent where I either get an idea and I'm on, or I don't have one and I I really skate and <laughs> just like uh flop flop sweat and try to come up come up with something so that that makes sense that sounds like me well thank thank you thank you all for indulging me in this indulging me in this Uh, thank you this was fun thank you yeah all right um do we want do you want to do any housekeeping before we finish out yeah, sure. Uh, I, I'm just uh, I'm just gonna say thank you everyone for listening to us for this first season. This is just a little fun episode that uh, I am had the idea to put together, and I wanna I wanna thank you a lot for that. So because it's a lot of fun, it's it's a lot of uh, it, it it's a, a really fun way to to cap off the season. Um, we're gonna take a break uh, after this before we start season two. Uh, it's about the holidays now. Uh, I wanted to take at least a couple of weeks off from recording, and then after those couple of weeks are up, it's gonna be Christmas and New Year's. So we're going to start recording again when we get to January. So we'll see you sometime. Uh, you, the listener, sometime in mid-January, we'll resume with Season 2, uh, Episode 1, The Serpent Slayer, <laughs> as has been stated earlier today. So uh, I hope you stick around and come back with us. Uh, and I hope, I hope you had fun today. And if you if you did if you liked this experiment I'll l- let us know on Twitter or on the di- or on the audio entropy discord yeah if if people li- if people like it we might just make this a thing we do every season that would be nice I would like that maybe I'll find other actors to build my team around <laughs> <laughs> all right then if nothing else um I Do we just uncree here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncree. Good night, everyone. Yeah, uncree. Good night. (laughs) Happy holidays. Merry Merry Christmas. This is Jimmy Dean saying Merry Cremus. Merry Cremus. Merry Cremus. Merry Cremus. Merry Cremas. Merry Cremus. Merry Cremas.